0: Welcome to episode seventeen of the TCCG Roundtable. We're your hosts, Dragon Rider and Rod in Mexico. How hey. you doing?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: Good, good. It is Friday. I'm excited. I know we do this every Friday, but for some reason I was like reminded today that today's Friday, so I'm like, Oh yeah. It's oh, Friday. It, it feels
1: good being a Friday. <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's good time all the time.
0: It does. And I don't know why, but like this week has felt so long. And I think I've just been so focused on like the content and the other things that I'm doing that it's just like work day, work day, work day, work day. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, today's Friday. Although I still am doing a Saturday stream and then I'm still doing some other things on Sunday. So like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine.
1: <laughs> the grind never stops, but-, <laughs> but it's about to be the
0: weekend and that's something. That's right. That's right. At least it'll be like chill grinding. That's that's what we'll call it. Like relaxed grinding. I love it. It'll still still be good. Oh, well, let's uh, let's catch up real quick. I know we you and I were talking a little bit before we started our recording. Uh, we don't have a guest this week, and there's not, like, a ton of news and necessarily competitive stuff. We have a cool uh, topic that we're going to get into, but real quick, is there, like, how have you been doing with uh, with Hearthstone and just, like, card games? What's been going on with you the last week?
1: Uh, well, you know me. I'm I'm obsessed with Hearthstone, and I, I play very little other card games because I, I probably play too much Hearthstone if they're... Uh is such a thing um but i've been streaming a lot i've been uh jamming my absolute favorite deck and that is shock spitter hunter it is back um they basically kind of killed it the deck archetype with the nerf recently in hearthstone um but then the mini set came out and then they came out with another round of nerfs after the mini set completely broke the format with frost death knight running rampant over everything and it opened up so many different things there's an incredible amount of tier 2 decks at the moment and there's only really one like maybe a couple tier 1 decks shadow priest is is really really good but it's not too broken to crowd out everything else like the previous meta was. So my favorite deck came back, and I started playing it a lot. Um, I took it to I think right now I'm at top 30 legend um, with Shock Spitter Hunter, and I'm gonna keep playing it. Uh, and we're gonna see we're gonna see how far this ride can go. But I'm pretty hyped because uh, the meta feels pretty healthy right now.
0: Yeah, and I think you also hit pretty high legend on a second server with it as well. Um, I did get uh,
1: Legend on Asia as well. I think I'm somewhere in the top 200. Uh, I didn't play much after hitting Legend there because uh, I kept getting some disconnect issues on Asia, which just happens from time to time. So I'm like, oh, let me just jam Americas a lot. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it's was just really exciting. Anytime I can play that deck and feel like it's at least competitive, I'm happy because it's, it's just like so much fun for me
0: yeah that's amazing and you know it's it's funny that you brought up the uh the like aggressive shadow priest so for for me this last week with hearthstone uh I was trying I tried a couple of different versions of that shadow priest and it was just like 50 percent win rate with like all the versions and I'm like everyone says this deck is so good and it's supposed to like help you win games and I'm supposed to hit Legend with this and it's not working and I was like, well, you know what, three days of that and I was like, okay, I'm done. Like, screw this. (laughs) And I saw your success, so I was like, well, I'm going to try this Shock Spitter Hunter. I don't really know what I'm doing with it quite like you do. Uh, You have way, way more games (laughs) with it than I do. Uh, But yeah, I still went like, 62 percent win right with it yesterday it was like oh, yeah. this feels great uh so yeah definitely gonna keep keep chugging along with that because yeah that was uh that was sweet um yeah i may have I- an
1: irresponsible <laughs> main count on shock Spinner hunter i'm not gonna check right now but uh yeah, I mean, the more games you play with anything, just the more familiar you get with it. But I, I got a chance to tune into your stream recently and watch you playing some Shocks Better, and it made me very happy. Um, well, what other things have you had going on in, in the Hearthstone space outside of, uh, you know, switching off Shadow Priest and, and truly embracing <laughs> the Smork again with Hunter?
0: That's right. You gotta live that Smork life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've also been doing, uh, we're going to be having a rotation for Hearthstone coming up pretty soon. Uh, so I've also been putting some work into doing uh, some YouTube videos focused on like, okay, we know the first video was like neutrals and going through a lot of the uh, the neutrals that are going to be leaving with that rotation, leaving standard and kind of looking at their impact over the last like two years. Uh, so Each day I want to be doing a couple of the classes uh, for those videos. So that's what I've been working on, which is kind of actually cool because sometimes uh, I think we were talking about this before we started recording as well. But like, you know, for me, a lot of things are like out of sight, out of mind. So if they're not used in decks that like I'm playing against right now, sometimes I just like forget that the cards even exist. So I was, like, looking back through these expansions, I'm like, oh, yeah, that card, that was a thing for a while. Like, oh, yeah, that yeah. was used, and then it got nerfed, and then it disappeared. Or uh, So it's, it's been kind of fun, actually, like, looking back at those cards uh, and kind of going over that and kind of reminiscing about the, the archetypes and the decks that have been, you know, in standard, kind of on and off over the last uh, two years. So that's been, like that's been kind of fun. Yeah, a trip down it's... memory lane. Yeah, yeah, which is great. And then I could be like, good. Now they're going to stay in memory lane and they're leaving. Yeah. <laughs> we don't
1: have like, to worry uh, about it anymore. <laughs> I don't know, like rush warrior, right? Like that was a yeah. big thing in Baron's and Baron's is still a set that exists in standard, but you know, nobody would dream of playing rush warrior right now if you're trying to consistently win games at least. That's but, right. uh, yeah. yeah. Kind of funny. Uh, it, it it's also an interesting experience just when someone like makes a, a little innovation on ladder and you see a card that comes up and you're like wait that that's a card that exists in this game i had no clue and like you'll see even top streamers do that too someone playing at like rank one legend they're like wait what that, what is this card do they have to stop and read it cause it's just like nobody plays it ever uh it's, it's fun stuff
0: yeah exactly like sometimes i don't know it's not necessarily like you're having to learn everything all over again, but yeah, it's like, what is that? oh yeah, that's a thing, uh or sometimes uh when you're talking about something and someone says uh, a card name or something in chat, you're like, "What is that? We don't I haven't seen that <laughs> so yeah, definitely a little bit of an interesting thing, um also, I guess outside of hearthstone i've. Ever since our episode last week, I have still been looking into a Soul Forge fusion, and I really freaking want to try that. Like, I'm looking into it. I'm like, okay, I'm reading about it. And uh, actually kind of looking at that and thinking about how I can, can learn that, how I can learn the different mechanics, kind of actually is what sparked our... Uh, Main topic today, but I guess we should uh, start by moving into (laughs) some news and organized play before we get to that point. Um, So let's jump into our news here. We have uh, a couple of things here. Uh, Speaking of Hearthstone, they did announce uh, that patch 25.6 is going to be coming uh, up next week with lots of changes to Battlegrounds because that's going to be the um, Battleground midseason patch. Uh, but they also mentioned it's like one little sentence at the end so basically said like, hey, we'll also be talking about the upcoming expansion with that. So I was like, yeah, uh, which that made me also kind of think, OK, well, usually this first expansion of the year, they also start talking about rotation. They also do like talking about core set changes and whatever else might be kind of coming down the line for the rest of the year. So that's what sparked me to be like, okay, I'm doing these like daily videos now for what cards are going to be leaving standard. Uh, So then that's like already done before they talk about this, uh, you know, before they talk about this next expansion. And then I can start doing some content on that. Um, But the big thing I would say for that is they're bringing buddies back into Battlegrounds. And I know I've seen a lot of people pretty excited about that. Yeah, buddies were
1: fun buddies were really fun i don't even play bgs but i played when buddies were around for a little bit and i was like hey this is
0: cool yeah well they're bringing them back and they they've revealed some new ones because ever since like um the buddies previously they've added some more heroes uh since then too so they're also kind of you know announcing like the new uh new buddies for those uh newly added heroes as well so yeah it's gonna be interesting um I think it's also kind of cool how they have found this cadence of release, like alternating kind of between the Battlegrounds and Standard stuff. Uh, I've been hearing a lot of people that are pretty excited about that, you know, where they say, oh, by the time I'm, you know, not really enjoying Standard anymore, then something new is coming out for Battlegrounds, right? And then they can go play Battlegrounds um, or vice versa. So. That's a pretty cool cadence and something that having those couple of really like popular, enjoyable modes is, is really helping them, I think, for sure. Agreed. All right. Uh, then we have, I'll talk about uh, a couple of uh, new expansions or new sets coming out. Uh, first, we have the Flesh and Blood next set. Uh, Outsiders is releasing on March 24th. So a couple weeks from now still. Uh, And then also Pokemon Scarlet and Violet expansion is going to be releasing on March 31st. So a couple couple of new expansions for card games coming out. And I'm sure we'll get more next month because I feel like March and April are like, you know, like December, January, and then like March, April, like those seem to be like the two kind of biggest times that we especially see uh, expansions and sets and, you know, couple weeks apart for every game so if you play multiple games like rip your wallet i'm sorry It's like every couple of weeks you know <laughs> expansion there's, season's there's coming get ready yeah. right expansion season it's what it is really uh so yeah those couple uh coming out this month and i believe there was also another one that was just uh announced for mtg arena um so yeah that's i don't didn't see a release date uh but i can check into that but uh then the other thing that i saw was marvel snap is making changes to featured and hot locations uh which is kind of interesting but basically their post is that both of those are now only going to be uh 24 hours and they're only going to appear about half of the time 50 percent uh so I don't know. Personally, I kind of enjoyed at least some of them, like depending on what the the location, you know, was. Uh, sometimes I'd be like, this is great. And I would play like as much as I could for like that 48 hours during that that featured location. Um, sometimes I'd be like, wow, I hate this one. I'm not going to play until that location, you know, featured location like goes away. Uh, and I, I think a lot of other people were kind of like that, too, where You know, a lot of people just didn't enjoy having a certain location appear like every single time, you know, or most of the time for that period of time. So they are reducing that. There's still going to be a thing. They're not removing it completely. But um, I don't know. Uh, Do you have any thoughts on that one? Yeah,
1: I do think it's a good change. Um, I dabble in Marvel Snap. Uh, I've got the collection level up to close to like three thousand, because i just pretty much play dailies just every day and then stop um so it like it does enough to like progress things along and it's a very fun game and what really i think takes away a lot of the fun is when uh the featured or hot location is like really bad you know it's like because it it sticks around for too long so it's like a positive change because uh i mean who wants to log into the game and look on the main screen, and the main screen says featured location, the worst one. And you're like, why? And now every game, or like 90% of my games, or so is gonna feel like I, I start off the game, and oh god, it's this again. Or yeah, you have to like build a deck to make it work with that location, but like that location maybe works best with decks that you don't have like oh this is going to destroy your entire deck enjoy um well i guess you should have uh the cards that you know are kind of rare that benefit from destroy effects oh you don't have those oh well good luck on your games for the next you know two days uh so yeah i i like the change overall i think it's smart they listen to feedback from the community and they're like yeah it's a feels bad moment for a lot of people when the randomly featured thing happens to not be um you know, as enjoyable as some of the others.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to see that become like its own, I'll I'll just use that sandbox mode term, right? Like, I would love to see where you could go in and you could pick, you know, even if it's just like a handful of locations and then maybe play against your friends where like, you know, those locations appear and then you could, you know, battle each other and see, like, I feel like that could be a really fun, like separate entire mode oh yeah that's a cool idea you know like just if if you're gonna play ladder whatever your ranked games just have those as like the regular game that they created if you're gonna have those featured locations or those other things like make that its own mode where people can mess with it or then then you use those uh featured locations if people just want to jump in then, you know, at various points, like, they have those, or people can create their own, like, I think having that as its own mode would just be absolutely fun. I I would love to do that.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. They already have the, um, like, play a friend, uh, mode that they've sort of organically created. Uh, essentially it's like a tournament mode that, oh, Hearthstone never had. But, <laughs> you know, uh, they could definitely build on that. That'd be a really cool idea to do.
0: Yeah. I know. Imagine actually, like, playing against somebody and just using a code or, like, a room instead of having to add them to your friends list that's capped. That still (laughs) bothers me. Like, I'm so sorry about that. 200. (laughs) 200 is the
1: cap. Uh, We're going to restart this game in in 2014. It was battling (laughs) at the cap in general for, like, 200. It's like, yeah, can I have this around forever? Let you build all these friends, but then you only get 200.
0: I've squeaked by for a while now with two hundred and forty. So I don't know how I've done that, but <laughs> Oh, because the well,
1: you had like things on other servers and then they merged them together, so they can't like uh, yeah, remove yeah, the ones right. that you already had. So essentially you were grandfathered in to have more than two hundred. Um I never had that's more right. than two hundred when they did the merger, <laughs> so now I'm hard capped. Feels bad.
0: Uh yeah, yeah, mine mine's that uh that solid two forty. And it hovers there. It hovers at two hundred and thirty nine or two hundred and forty, <laughs> like all the time. And then it's like, yeah. oh, okay, now I have to add this person to go spectate them for a tournament match. Okay, so let's find somebody to remove off my list.
1: <sighs> yep.
0: Yeah. You now, know
1: and now they got Dragon Rider like sending out fruit baskets and apology cards, like, hey, sorry, I had to remove you as a friend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right, uh, but you know what? Only if it's in the same country, because uh, you know they have limits on that too. Right. So, like, oh, dang it, <laughs> like, can't send gift cards, you know, yeah. or like BattleNet balance unless it's in the same country as you. But why? It's an international game, and I have so many international friends now, and no, people no, no. that too, watch- com- oh. too complicated. <laughs> and I, I know it's like it's also related to the. You know, various country like tax laws and, and money and all that kind of stuff. But still, I'm like, dang, I want to, you know, <sighs> that's yeah. that's a whole other thing. But uh, <laughs> yeah, speaking of whole other things,
1: uh, we got uh, some competitive and organized play news. We don't have a whole lot going on um this past week here. But coming up, we do have Pokemon Vancouver Regional Championships that are happening this weekend, March 11th and 12th. Uh, We're going to be pretty excited to hear about the results in Vancouver. Um, Beyond Pokemon, we've got uh, some things going on in Battle Spirits Saga, uh, announcing launch events March 24th through 26th in Las Vegas, London, Melbourne, Australia, and Latin America. $350,000 Three hundred fifty thousand dollar prize pools and on-site pickup for product. Uh, we'll have a link for you in the um, show later as well.
0: Yeah, I can't believe that's only two weeks away now. I remember like looking at that when they were first announcing it and being like, "Oh, that's two full months." You know, we like seven weeks, and now that's only two weeks away. Like, wow.
1: yeah, coming soon. Yeah, just uh, just mark your calendars. Um, and I'll just day by day one one day closer to battle spirits saga, almost That's there. right,
0: yeah, and then it's releasing officially releasing for for everyone uh right at the beginning of April, so those uh those events are leading up to that big official launch uh so pretty exciting there um but I'm bummed i I really wanted to go to the Vegas one. But then just them really announcing it and announcing all the information like two months ahead of time. I was like, that's not enough time to now, you know, have the have the funds to get a hotel, make the travel plans, you know, and get uh, also the funding for the the product itself to play. And it was just like, I really bummed. I really wanted to go, Uh, but I will keep our eye on it. Hopefully it'll still be a really cool event. Uh, I follow some people on Twitter that I'm pretty sure are going, so nice. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> I'll be living vicariously through through their posts on Twitter. And
1: there's there's still time to plan for Vegas. TwitchCon's happening in Vegas in like October.
0: <clears throat> true, true. There you go. Also, uh, Vegas has Chipotle. I think we were talking about this in your stream. <laughs> There's no Chipotle yeah. where I am. It's Are you like, like two hundred you know, something miles away from a Chipotle yeah. for sure. That's uh, so sad. We had one for a little while and then it closed. And we've been very sad. Uh so Step you know, up your yeah. game Chipotle. That's I know, that's right. Bring it back, bring it back. We'll spend more money, we promise. <laughs> <laughs> bring it back. Oh, yeah. So Are you ready to dive into our main topic this week? Oh, absolutely. All right. So for our roundtable topic this week, uh, yeah, we wanted to talk about uh, kind of the learning aspect of card games. Uh, Now, how how I want to break this down is there's a couple of different, I, I feel like layers to this topic where you could say, learning a new deck or a new archetype maybe within the game you already play or you could say what are the you know kind of the aspects of learning a new card game compared to maybe one you already know but also we talked last week about how there's so many different uh kind of concepts and different things that card games are trying now right where uh one might be like magic or Pokemon where you put your resource in your deck and then you have to draw those or they're like Hearthstone or legends of Runeterra where like every you know every turn you get one more of that mana to use automatically without having to have it in your deck Uh, so there's different aspects and different like fundamental things for each card game that are also kind of different. And I want to talk about just all of these, like how do you approach learning something that you're maybe somewhat familiar with versus something that is completely new or how do you approach like those huge differences Uh, and is there, you know, challenges that come along with that. Uh, I have some ideas, but I want to I want to hear from you for a little bit first and see kind of what, what you think of this. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean,
1: I, I love that it's such a nuanced question because there's a lot of different angles you can tackle it depending on which um, different thing you're talking about. To start, like, as far as a new deck or ar- archetype goes, it's a whole lot easier, of course, because you already know the game. You don't need to learn a lot of basic mechanics or other things. And you just need to figure out how this particular deck or archetype might work within your pre-existing framework and context of how you play and how you win your games. Um, so for me, like Hearthstone is an example with uh, a brand new deck. um, One of my primary things to do to to learn something, at least to start, is make the the deck and just dive in immediately. Play it terribly. Play it wrong. um, See what goes wrong. Try to figure it out on my own why it went so wrong. Sometimes I win, and I win despite my best efforts to lose um, (laughs) with like playing everything all wrong because i don't understand like the uh the main wind conditions of the deck or something um after a few games or so i find it's it's a good idea <clears throat> because you have a little bit of hands-on experience uh and and you've got an idea of like what the game at least remotely should look like then i like to watch somebody play it who actually knows it or maybe, oh, like, hey, it's it's so-and-so's deck. Maybe I should watch that person who made the deck and see what their thoughts are on it and why they think it's good and how they think you should play it. Um, and do a whole monkey see, monkey do type of thing where it's like, okay, uh, now that they've given me an idea, uh, I can figure it out. Uh, oftentimes you can find like deck guides and other things. Uh, there's just a lot of resources out there. And then put all the pieces together. It's like, okay, first I blundered with it, then I watched someone do it right, now I'm going to put these all into practice together. And like, for me, that that's like the uh, the big way that I dive into brand new deck types or archetypes if I have not, you know, had any experience with them before.
0: Oh, that's so funny. I think I'm almost the opposite. Like, I, I jotted a note while you are talking there just so I didn't lose my turn of thought, but it's like when I when I do a new deck and and I've put this in some of my like strategy things, I will look at the deck list and I'll start to like analyze it before I even play a game. Like I'll look at the deck list and then I go, okay, like what is the curve of the deck look like? Um, Okay, what are maybe some of the key cards? Can I recognize even like one potential win condition or goal of the deck? Like I will analyze all of that, like before I try to jump into a game. Um, unless I'm just like playing it for, you know, fun or whatever, just be like, okay, let's go. Like, then I'm just like, let's see what happens. But if I actually really want to learn a deck, I want to improve with it, uh, you know, or I'm trying to like, take it seriously to, um, you know, improve my rank or I want to play it for like a competitive event, then yeah, I will sit there and I'll like analyze it all first before I ever (laughs) even jump into the game. Uh, or sometimes I'll do... Kind of like what you were saying like i might go watch a stream or i'll look up on a website uh for hearthstone it's like uh hs replay or vision syndicate or i'll find write-ups and i'll look at people's like mulligan guides or that kind of stuff before i even ever start a game and then i'll i'll like take that approach and go okay how can i use that jumping in and then as I play, I'll start to recognize, as you said, you know, some of the same things, but like, I kind of do it flipped from how you do it. I, nice. that's so interesting. I'm, I'm kind of glad though, because this is why I wanted to do something like this topic, because there's so many ways to approach things and right. Like everybody kind of learns differently. Some people need to be very hands-on and they just have to try it. Um, but like, for me, I'm like, I, I don't know, I guess also, cause I. Like, do content. And sometimes I have that, like, I feel like I have to know what I'm doing. <laughs> so <laughs> that's probably why I, I go and analyze yeah. things first. I'm like, I don't want to go in and just play this and sound like I'm a, you know, like yeah. I'm a dummy and I don't know what I'm doing. So no, I will say like... I will probably
1: <laughs> those, those test games, I'll probably be doing those off stream. Like, so I, I don't feel like I'm completely embarrassing myself in front of an audience. I'm like, okay, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna play this like just on my own time and be stupid with it. And then I'll like figure it out later. But I, I really just enjoy the the hands on aspect. Also it's like a impatience thing, you know. Like, ooh, new deck. Yeah. Let me make it. Let me play it. <laughs> go, go, go.
0: <laughs> That's totally fair. That's totally fair. Yeah. It's it's just so interesting because I think even you know, just our like you said, like that behavior of, I just want to play it. I just want to see how it goes. Or like, I don't know. I've I've always kind of been like, I'm going to do a lot of research on things or, you know, I mean, I- anything, right. If I'm like, Oh, I've, you know, whatever. I don't know. My, my foot's been hurting really oddly lately. Like, I'm just going to do a bunch of research and like, see what I find on it before I go like, <laughs> talk to a doctor or do any of that stuff. Uh, you know? So, I guess I just kind of take that approach of like, I'm just going to research things and then see how I can apply that research. Um, and and I do, I, I think especially card games, like you do still have to have some of that hands-on experience. It's just a matter of like, when are you putting in that hands-on experience or the studying other players or studying some stats or you know whatever kind of thing. Uh, When in your learning process for that new or archetype, are you doing those things? It's kind of interesting to look at how different people do that differently. I was
1: wondering too, when you were talking about that, because you mentioned like the research approach, um, is that something, do you feel like that was contributed to... Like, uh, when you were growing up and your parents, of course, running like the card games and everything that you got that early exposure to the atmosphere, did that influence you at all in that direction? Do you feel like you always kind of naturally lean towards that anyway, or maybe like a combination?
0: You know, honestly, I I guess I never thought about how them having the card shop and, you know, being in that, being in the store a lot, uh, growing up probably (laughs) impacted that, um. Yeah, it was probably a combination of both. Because um, I mean, even in school, like I was always very, like you know, research for papers or you know whatever it was. Uh, so I, I feel like I've always been that way. But yeah, being in that in the card shop probably did uh, influence some. Uh, you know, we also I, I remember times like going with my dad around to uh, other card stores or other you know stores and. And going around and seeing what they were doing or what they had for their stock or how they organized things, like even in their store, uh, what products they were selling. So, yeah, I probably even took that as like that kind of analytical <laughs> approach of like, OK, I'm going to like look at this, look at this, look at this. And then how do I apply it? Um, also, I don't know. I just like dice bins. I love dice bins. Just like, <laughs> give me all the dice bins. Oh, was, they, oh gosh. Yeah, great. There's, there's um, always some.
1: people. well. There's like all these different styles and stuff. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that. yeah. And then, then you'd go and you're like, okay, I want to see if the store has their dice bins organized like by color. You know, like here's all the white dice. Here's all the like blue dice. Here's like I don't know. I don't know. Like I feel like such a nerd or something right now i'm like it was all organized by color and it was amazing i'm like nerding out over you know, dice organization well you know
1: uh. <laughs> if uh if someone puts the effort into that it usually looks really good and like i'd be the kind of person that would look at them, and be like oh wow that looks amazing but never actually do it myself you know and just be like oh man i wish this looked nicer yeah but i, I could have done that right someone did the effort did that that's it's a, a reward in and of itself to make something cool.
0: That, you know what? Tie, okay, tie, I'm going to tie this to our topic. That is me with deck archetypes. I really cannot play control decks very well. But I love watching other people who know what they're doing play them and just be like, oh, wow. Okay, yeah. And then I try to play it and I'm like, why am I not playing cards? Why am I? Why am I just like <laughs> holding things? Yeah. You're, t- you're telling me I just I just hit the hero power button and then I just pass. I just I just draw a card and I wait. What? Yep. what am I doing? Like why why am I not playing things? And like I just I don't understand. But I love watching people who know what they're doing with control decks play them and like talk through their plays and explain that. But I <laughs> yeah, I cannot apply that very, very well. Uh so I guess now talking about like archetypes so obviously both of us have a lot of experience playing Hearthstone um and and that's something over the years for me uh I've been working on as I've you know done more content as I've gotten more into competing as I wanted to just grow as a player and get better uh I knew that Learning more archetypes was something that I was going to have to do, right? I'm going to have to learn more of a variety of decks. I'm going to have to learn more archetypes. Uh, So what I've done for my approach is I kind of take it in chunks. So like for a little while, I might say, okay, I'm going to try to learn this like control deck. I'm really not a control player or like that. attrition, you know, slow grindy decks like I am very much just like the let me play minions and hit them in the face, you know. Like turn 6, turn 7, let's end this game. I'm oh, yeah. you know, move to the next. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um but for especially like for competition, for casting, I I need to know a bigger variety, right? So for me it's like, okay, how do I start learning more control decks? Uh, And one approach that I've done is, again, like, kind of chunks. Uh, So I'll say, okay, I'm going to try, like, uh, you know, Quest Priest or Warrior. Slow deck. Let's try this. And I'll just play a couple of games. I'll see how it goes. And then I'll go back to what I'm more comfortable with. (laughs) Right? And then, like, the next day, maybe I'll try another two games or something. And then it's not a lot of games, so it's very slow, like, learning. Uh, but it, it's kind of a way where, especially if I feel like I'm starting to get frustrated or I'm like, oh my gosh, these three games were like miserable or I feel like I really struggled with them. Then I can, I can take a breather and like go back to what I'm more comfortable with instead I of spending like eight hours, you know, yeah. trying to teach myself like control because that. Also it's a game, right? Like I don't want to spend 8 hours teaching myself a deck that I absolutely hate because it's going to make me hate that deck, it's going to make me hate that archetype even more. And I don't want to resent any of the <laughs> any of the decks Fair. or the archetypes. So for me that like kind of taking it a, a bit at a time and then like in a way I guess quote unquote rewarding myself with like then going back to you know a you, more You're doing control deck. shots. Control
1: shots <laughs> with agro chasers. That's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's it. That's it. Oh my gosh. Okay, so how how about for you Ron? Cuz I know y- you mentioned things like being in top legend 30 like or, yeah top 30 legend, wow. Uh like you you're a very high level player. So do you feel like you have to know more variety of decks and archetypes? Uh no, I mean, it just kind of
1: comes along with um I if if it happens, it happens is my approach for when I play and when I stream. Um primarily I feel like the the best way to have the most entertaining like type of stream that I can do is by playing the things that I enjoy the most. Um and if I play them a lot, I can play them better and I can win unfavorable matchups with them and then I can get to the top. But I mean with this approach i'll probably never actually hit rank one legend or anything like up at the very top unless i'm actually truly willing to like shift archetypes because if you want to be number one you probably also need to play the number one deck um and sometimes my favorite deck happens to be the number one deck and then it's great then we're cruising but if that's not the case if it's a meta where you know it's it's control heavy or, or something else that i don't typically lean to um it, it depends um a lot of times i do venture into the other archetypes uh that i maybe don't like quite as much i know i wouldn't play them quite as well and then sometimes it just means i commit a little bit more time to trying to learn them better and play them better uh and other times it means hey, i'm not really that focused on being hyper competitive at the moment um because it does detract some of my enjoyment from the game if i'm playing something that has a style that is counter to what i enjoy like um somebody on my stream recently uh because i have a hero request like reward and someone can just have me play anything that they want me to play and they wanted me to play like blood death knight oh it was miserable let me tell you uh, like inside of me was screaming Unlike every turn because all I was doing was pass, pass, clear one thing, pass. And I'm like, I have cards. I want to play them, <laughs> you know? So it's just one of those things. Like, you, you just find a balance, whatever works for you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That uh, That is one thing that I hope people take from a lot of these conversations is that there are multiple ways to learn or approach decks or approach card games in general and you know i i hope that people understand that like find what works for you try some different stuff don't just like watch one streamer or watch one big youtuber who's like got to do it this way and then you feel like you're banging your head against the wall because that's not working for you like me i said at the top of the show right uh, aggro priest, like supposed to be so good. And everyone's like, look, I hit legend. Look at my rank. Look, I did so well. And then I tried it multiple lists for three days straight. That's all I played and I got nowhere. And it was like, mm, no. And then I tried something else and started, you know, sh- shooting up in the ranks. Uh, s- now, uh, speaking of your stream, I did hear you say during your stream that you also used to play poker. Now I'm kind oh, of yes. curious. Okay, so going from poker, I'll still kind of you know we're gonna put that in the in this card game category. Uh, but when you went from like poker to learning Hearthstone, like can you just talk about that experience? How did you kind of learn Hearthstone and learn like even learn how to get better at Hearthstone coming from poker and and learning something completely different.
1: Yeah, there are I mean there's some similar skill sets that translate. Um there's poker is is heavily focused on reading your opponent, which is a lot harder to do when your opponent is digital. Uh, You know, but uh, there are still tells that you can see, like people hovering over certain cards. The pattern of plays that people make kind of give you an idea of what's coming next. Uh, A lot of times, obviously, archetypes uh, tell you how things go. And in poker, um, I mean, there's there's no like random generation stuff obviously like you can see in a digital card game but there's all kinds of random things that can happen because of the just the nature of draw itself um sometimes somebody goes all in uh with you know uh i sure hope i hit this one specific thing that is going to come out on the next couple cards and if they do they're unbeatable and if they don't they can't beat anyone so um you, you have to suss out like where their position of strength is and what you can do to exploit that or if it's better for you to um, like uh, run away (laughs) discretion is a better part of valor fold you know save your money Um, it's different in hearthstone it's the stakes are uh, confined strictly to that game and if a random thing happens there is no I can run away um poker a lot of times is seems more related to snap to me even because snap you have the option to retreat and you can snap it's like you're betting um but all of it kind of feeds into the same general concept of uh like there's random factors that you can't control um but there are many things that you can do Uh, percentage-wise over time, that would strictly be correct to improve your overall win rate. So you don't quite focus exactly on right now, this specific thing. Um, But if I do this type of action over and over over time, it's expected to give me better results.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Like, that was probably something that I really had to learn Uh, with Hearthstone over time specifically was like, okay, it might not have worked out right now, but it's still, you know, technically like, quote unquote, the correct play. Even though, oh, my opponent had the answer or, you know, okay, I went for draw and I didn't draw, you know, I had four cards left in my deck. One of them gives me lethal. Dang it, I didn't draw the one, but maybe that was that actual best thing that you had and you just had to go for it and hope that you hit like you said the the going all-in in in poker right like you just have to try to hit that out and hope that you get
1: it like calculating outs and Mm -hmm. all these other things too and um you you learn a lot from the mindset just okay i lost because my opponent just hit a 10 percent chance Uh, I shouldn't freak out and be like, oh, well, clearly I played wrong because I lost. Like, you're not going to learn from that. But, you know, if you say, oh, well, if I did this again, you know, nine times out of ten, I win. So I play ten more games. I'm in good shape doing that.
0: That's right. And if you're streaming, be like me. And you always go for the top deck 1 in 17 chance because it's hilarious (laughs) when you hit it. Eventually it's it's going to happen.
1: It's going to (laughs) happen.
0: Leroy, off the top, one in seventeen. <laughs> let's go. Oh, it's the best.
1: <laughs> I get a lot of uh, mileage out of thirty-three percenters.
0: That's yeah, that's right. Always <laughs> Huffer. Um, so uh, okay, I I want to talk as well about uh, now let's kind of compare a bit of card games that are a bit different so you said like let's say for poker and even maybe hearthstone and uh marvel snap there's a lot of similarities there right with the the kind of the mindset and even the going for outs or you know in marvel snap specifically things like the kind of betting your cubes and being able to retreat uh and and really not lose as much but what about card games that have a lot of different mechanics? So here's one example that for me, I have kind of struggled with with card games is the aspect of various card games with uh, like minion or, or creature fights. Now, in Hearthstone, that's not really a thing. Because in Hearthstone, you get to choose if your minion is going to attack into one of their minions or if it's going to go face but you have games like Pokemon, Magic, uh, Legends of Runeterra that basically you declare something as an attacker and then your opponent can block with one of their things. Uh, And there's not like a, you're not targeting their face directly. Uh, So there's, for me, like that's been kind of a huge learning curve in some of the games. It's like, wait, I can't just hit their face. Okay. And then, but. But if I attack with all of my things and their things live, then my things can't block next turn. And then all of their things just get through. Whereas, you know, in Hearthstone, it's it's kind of like, well, you can make some trades and then, you know, or you can order things differently. Right. In Hearthstone, you could be like. This minion's gonna attack there, and then I'm gonna play the spell. Then this other minion is gonna attack over here, and you can right. set things up like that. But yeah, in games like Magic and Hearthstone, Legends of Runeterra, you can't really do that. Uh, so for me, like that's been a huge struggle: is learning when do I have to hold certain you know things back for defense, or when do I have to you know manage those and. Uh, are there multiple turns where I'm not even attacking because I have to block and I'm just waiting for draws now? Or how am I managing that? Um, so have you noticed anything like that? It's kind of like a huge difference that's felt like a huge like learning curve for you in various games?
1: Uh, definitely. Like, um, actually, what really uh majorly drew me to Hearthstone was the mana mechanics that they did compared to Magic for instance like Magic uh game has been around for so long um and they you know you have lands in your deck and you just have to actually draw them so don't put too many in your deck but don't put too few in your deck cuz you need to you know have them at the right time so you can actually do things and i remember that being just a a huge learning curve for me when i uh i haven't played very much magic the gathering but i played like a little bit and i would get so frustrated that i just couldn't draw the forest i say forest because you know come on i'm a hunter player of course i was gonna play like green in magic they have like big beasties it's i love that um but uh you know, I was like, where are my forests? I need to draw them. Why aren't Why aren't I drawing them? Now I have like just a couple lands and I can't play anything and I'm super frustrated. Um, so like Hearthstone simplifying that and just, have, oh, you get a mana every turn was like a, a massive draw to me and, and one of the things that got me into it. But there's plenty of other mechanics and um, it comes back to, for me, like anytime I, I found something really challenging, that's when the research aspect would come in. Like okay, I tried it a little bit. You know, it didn't work out. I, I'm not approaching it the right way. Let me see what other people who know what they're talking about do and say, um, and and look up some things. Uh, interestingly enough, my approach is is a lot similar to your approach um, for like new archetypes when it comes to new games, new games, new uh, other things that I, I don't have any familiarity with. I'm going to go into research mode just like you. I'm like, okay, let me look it up. I'm going to read some articles about it. I'm going to watch some gameplay if I can, like videos. And then I can try to figure it out so I'm not just like blindly stumbling around and cursing everything. <laughs>
0: That is so funny. I am, again, the opposite. If nice. I'm learning a new game, I'm like, all right, I'm going to dive in. I'm going to do the tutorial. I'm going to try a handful of games. Like, I'm going to see what the game is
1: like. I love like,
0: that. <laughs> And then I'll go do my research. That's so wild. I yeah. love that. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, that's so funny because, like, I... I feel like what you were saying earlier for new deck is exactly how I approach new games. I'm like, I'm just going to try it. I'm going to see these mechanics because for me, like I'll try to do research and they're talking about mechanics or cards or like a keyword. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to understand their deck guide. And I'm like, what, what is, what, what is that keyword? I'm like, uh, Okay. And then finally I'll do the tutorial and I'm like, oh, that thing happens when the card gets played. Okay. Like that makes <laughs> more sense, you know, but like, if I try to do that research first for me, I'm just like, I don't, it's like gibberish. I'm like, I don't know what any of this is saying. Like I have no clue. So yeah, that that's so interesting. Um, and again, this is just like, this is why I thought this was a great topic, right? Is that everybody yeah. has these different approaches and, you know, it's it's all just about like finding how you learn A- and try both ways. You know, is it that doing that research first and you're like, cool, I can understand this and then I'm going to go apply it. Or do you have to try things first, figure it out, learn the mechanics, the keywords, that kind of stuff, you know, and then go do research? Because uh, I think talking about that, like for me, that's been another big thing is not only the game mechanics, but keywords is another big like kind of challenge for learning the different card games. Cause I can pick up on the mechanics of a game pretty easily now, like after I've tried so many different games, I can pick up on the mechanics pretty easily, but the keywords I'm always like, okay, I gotta read this card and it's you know, and especially unlike the digital games where there's the, the turn timers and stuff, I'm like, don't it take me the whole turn to just read my cards because I don't know what any of this stuff means. And you know, I will spend the whole time trying to plan out my turn and be like, okay, so this card has this keyword, so I got to play that after this other card. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh crap, I have five seconds left of my turn because there's a timer. <laughs> oh shoot. Yeah. Uh, so like, I guess learning the keywords kind of a, a little bit ahead of time uh, is something that's definitely helped me when I've approached new card games. Uh, and, and I was doing this when I was working through some Eternal uh, last year is I actually started a notebook and I went through and I was just like writing all the keywords and like the definitions uh, so that I could go through and like, okay, what are these keywords? Um, especially the most common ones. Uh, hey, we have uh, our wonderful friend Azalea in chat. It uh, was on one of our previous episodes, but yeah, talking about this too with, with magic. Uh, Some of these keywords, vigilance, haste, trample, flash. Okay, so if you're coming from another game, you're like, what does this mean? (laughs) And also, if you're not used to the mechanic and the keyword, then you got to learn two things and how those work. And it's like, what is is this? Uh, So, yeah, I think for me, not only mechanics, but like keywords have been an absolutely huge thing for me to learn because, and, and what I'll try to do is I'll try to compare it to... Games that I'm already familiar with.
1: You know, so, okay.
0: Like, Haste. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. That's like Charge or Rush, you know, depending uh, in Hearthstone, right? Like, okay, cool. That's, 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 I can play it and attack with it immediately. Fantastic. If I compare it to, you know, something that I already know, that helps me learn it a lot faster as well. So... Especially if I already know one or two card games, I'll try to, you know, take that and like, okay, how do I compare? I think, I think even the streams when I was learning Eternal last year, I did that all the time. Chat would be like, oh, this is whatever. They they'd say this is that. Oh, okay, yeah. this is like that in Hearthstone. Cool, now I know. Uh, so that's I don't know. Have you have you felt like you've struggled with that kind of stuff, or how do you approach like keywords as well as mechanics?
1: Um, uh, very similar to you where I just uh, like, I try to look up the keywords and absolutely if I have any uh, other history of a game that I can compare it to uh, make something like similar really helps with overall, just remembering how to, to make something work. Uh, what's nice is that at least, you know, most of these card games, they don't come up with completely outlandish keywords that don't make any sense for what it does like imagine naming something slow and it means that you can attack immediately like the the brain hurting that would follow from that like they're not going to do you dirty in the game right they're they're going to help you out a little bit with hey uh you you know what this word means um so you know in a general sense you can try to figure out what it's going to mean in context of the game but just look up the keywords in advance um again I try to watch somebody play first uh to get an idea for what that is especially if they're like talking through the play or something. Um when I first started Hearthstone even my brother introduced it to me back in like 2015 and I didn't know anything about it. I had no prior research and um he's playing face hunter, you know, and he's showing me uh oh you do this 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 and I just keep see he was on his phone and I just keep seeing going bam 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 everything's just moving from his board to the face and i'm like okay this is cool (laughs) Uh, and then you know the uh, the portrait on the other side just explodes and i'm like oh hell yeah (laughs) this is great um so you know it's kind of an easier deck to learn too which i think is important when you're starting with newer games there are like the complicated decks that have a lot of different actions and considerations to do. And then there's decks that are a lot easier to play. They're pretty straightforward game plans. And that's a great way to, like, step into a game and learn it. Um, I think it's why a lot of new players uh, in Hearthstone happen to be like Hunter players to start. Because, oh, there's a, a deck that's committed to, you know, straightforward, hit them in the face as often as possible, end the game. Uh, and you know, it, it translates well to learning and then you can build on other stuff or you could be like me and just never leave the, the first class that you joined. Cause <laughs> <is> like, ah, <laughs> that right. was the best. I love that one.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that could also depend too on like your card game experience and knowledge, right? If you've played three, four other card games and you're jumping into a new one, you probably could just say, or, you know, go to one of those resources for that game Find a control deck if you like playing control in the other card games, and you could probably pick that up and learn it decently easily, as long as you can pick up the mechanics of the game and the keywords, right? So that's, again, kind of interesting. Like, how do different people approach it? And I don't know. I just, I, I think that uh, for me, it's, it's always like just starting with that, starting to try to play, find those things, and yeah, how can I compare it to what I already know so I can learn it even faster? Um, and and I definitely wanted to talk about this because, again, like, I, I really want to start learning that Soul Forge fusion. The interesting thing with a game like that is that basically the decks are kind of pre-made for you. Uh, and you just take these decks and combine them the decks are all very unique it's like a game where each deck has a qr code and you know it's like no deck is a duplicate right they're all even if it's like one two cards different every deck will be completely unique uh, which is just a really interesting concept to me especially after playing. You know, something where, like, we have access to so much stats, like HS replay and that stuff where it's just, okay, cool, there's deck list, copy, paste, everybody plays, like, the same list. Uh, So going into that, you know, I might look at that and say, okay, well, how can I learn this knowing that every deck is going to be completely different and they're they're not going to be the same lists? Uh, you know that that's gonna be a whole different thing that I, I'm gonna have to learn, but I will know that ahead of time, right going into that so I can kind of already be aware of it while I learn that, uh, which is just I don't know something that I probably never would have thought about before like having so much card game experience. But, like, if I were just starting with a game or, or picking something up, I never would have thought of that. I wouldn't analyze that. I wouldn't think that. I'd just be like, okay, cool, deck, let's play. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's good. Well, it's also really cool, uh, like, the experience that you're describing of uh, joining, like, a new game. Like, a game that's launching because you're learning with all the rest of the player base. And that's a whole different um experience than jumping into a game that everyone else already has been playing and knows to where like okay i'm in over my head and uh i feel like i'm just trying to keep up with everyone else uh when new card games launch it's really cool that you just get to dive into it with everyone else all at once uh it's the wild west let's figure it
0: out Absolutely, and uh, I will say for for us and anybody listening, I think the two really big ones this year, at least the the two biggest ones that I'm keeping an eye on, are that Battle Spirit Saga that's coming out again in just like a handful of weeks here, and then in the fall in uh, in September is Disney Loricana, Uh which they've oh, started right, like right. they you know they've showed like a handful of car of new cards now uh, as they're building up. We're gonna still wait till spring quote unquote spring is when we're gonna you know start hearing like mechanics of the game like how to play uh but yeah it's kind of interesting looking at that I guess people who kind of are aware of those card games ahead of time like you can kind of get a little bit of info but it's still that same kind of uh learning at the same time as everybody else um which is either good or bad I think depending on how you learn if you're somebody who's like give me all of the the deck guides that people have already written, all that stuff. It's not really going to be a thing, (laughs) right? Until people actually get the game and start playing it and publishing stuff like that. Uh, So if you are somebody who does that, maybe you might want to wait a little bit of time at least for other people to kind of get their hands on cards and play. And then you can do your research and then find out from there. If you're somebody who loves just diving in and learning on your own as you go, yeah, jumping in on a brand new card game, absolutely a- an amazing way to do that. Because uh, then nobody knows what they're doing. And, like, you know, maybe then if you're good at that kind of stuff, like even when, you know, a new expansion or new metas change in a game, I am not good at that. I, I know, I will say, like, when new expansions hit, uh, my win rate like goes into the into the toilet Same. like it's down the drain. I'm just like yeah. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what to expect from my opponent. I'm just playing things and hoping, you know, hoping <laughs> that it's good. Like, okay, I'm just going to play this card and hope that it's good and then all of a sudden they might play something and I'm like, well, that was bad or uh, you know, well, that's a really good card. Um, like, so, oh, why don't I run that card? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm I'm on the other side where I do much better. When the metas are a little bit more stale and more like kind of figured out, because again, I think because I kind of take that like analytical approach of like, okay, I know what's going to happen this turn, this turn, this turn, this turn, and then you know I can I can see like you said earlier those patterns right that that pattern of play, I can see that. Uh, it's I guess some some of the time it's a little bit more like that chess like where you start to look three four turns ahead you know you're looking oh, yeah. ahead at those moves. Um, but when it's just like chaotic everybody's learning like that's I, i'm i will say i know i've tried over and over and over i just do not do well <laughs> i do not do well so uh that's for me why instead of just diving in and like hoping uh i will take for even the new card games i will go and i will look up all the cards, I will research those keywords as, you know, as the game is launching and coming out. I will do all of that, like, research to give myself the best chance of my brain understanding what's happening, instead of just going in and it being, like, chaos goblin mode when I'm playing a game.
1: Absolutely. That's, uh, uh I mean, it, it's fun. There's fun in the chaos, too. Um But I, I'm... I wish I was better at that myself but it, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat where it's like if things aren't uh kind of settled at least a little bit um meta wise I'm just I'm, I'm wandering in the wilderness like trying to figure out what is happening like okay now this is going on and uh all right I'll, I'll just play another card and hope for the best you know uh give it a few more weeks or something and then I can figure it out yeah
0: yeah And, uh, I think the last point I want to make is I I think one big difference in card games is, uh, and as we're talking about, right, this like, uh, access to information. Uh, I think we mentioned it last week, but there's also a bit of a difference in the digital cards versus physical cards as well with that, right? Like I I think people have more instant access to the digital card games. Uh, because people can, you know, as soon as the, the expansion launches or whatever, people are, are online playing and, and testing. There's streamers playing it. Uh, but I don't feel like we see that as much with the physical cards, right? Most of that that play testing, people experimenting with decks is done offline, Right. And then afterwards, then they put out their information, they put out their article, their deck guide, whatever it is, or they make their posts on social medias. Uh, but there there seems to be like a little bit of time where it's, you know, they have to go physically do those testings and that kind of stuff. And then they can put out that information. Whereas the digital games, it's like right then and there. Right. Oh, yeah. It's you know, quick. I'll, like. You'll have people you know go into streams and it'll be like the expansion's out for like five minutes and they're like what's the best stack of the expansion <laughs> well hold, like it just Love came out five question. minutes ago hold on but this like my
1: favorite question <laughs>
0: you know but people immediately are already able to go in and and start asking that right they're already able to go and start seeing that information uh so i think that's also another thing to think about when you're kind of learning and especially when you're trying to learn those changes Is try to look at that aspect of is the card game that you're learning or the expansion for a digital game or a physical game? And, you know, when you might have access to that information, try to follow people on socials and stuff like that that uh, might post, you know, quickly if that's what you're aiming for, right? Like, even if it's a, a physical game, there's gonna be other content creators and that kind of stuff who are trying to put out information. As soon as they can about things. So, you know, try to find them, follow them, and that way you can have that information as quickly as possible as well.
1: For sure. Yeah. Um, there's so many resources uh, almost all the time. I mean, even definitely digital card games have like more and faster but even like physical card games it's just like maybe a little bit of a slower pace but you can always find so many different things and uh, so much written about you know the whatever you're trying to dive into that um those resources are always available Uh, everyone learns differently you might want to dive in but you know if you if you want to learn a little bit first Even the startup games, uh, even something that's brand new, you can find some literature on it and you can brush up and just give yourself, uh, I don't know, maybe more of a fighting chance before you just jump right in, Uh, but to each their own. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would say, again, for me, like, if if you're someone who likes doing that kind of little bit of of research or figuring out how you're going to do things, you know, analyzing that, like... Is it physical? Is it digital? What access will I have to cards? Uh, Again, Azalea is bringing up a really good point too with the like physical card games. You know, do you have the ability to travel, to go to events, or even to, you know, have access to people to play with, to be able to learn the card game or learn different decks and do play testing? Um, You know, those are all things that you may want to consider if you're thinking about getting into a new game, a new card game, or, uh, you know, if you want to improve at a game. Uh, so those are definitely all factors. Uh, but again, there's there's things that you can do. Uh, I've noticed myself that a lot of these games, uh, even in the physical card games, are putting a lot of their information on their websites and that kind of stuff too, right? So you can go onto their website. They have their whole learn to play section. It'll have the rules. You know, it'll have maybe a video, like a tutorial video, so you can learn at least how to play it without having to go to a local game store or travel to an event uh, to at least learn how to play initially. So uh, that's something that I myself have been using as well, that it's like, okay, great, these sites have this, uh, because, yeah, I live kind of in the middle of nowhere, there's, you know... The nearest big city is like a five hour drive away. So, you know, it's, it's a little ways away. Uh, so for me, I'm like, I kind of have to use that as a way to learn before I can try those physical card games.
1: Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, and you know, if you can travel, it, it definitely can add a lot to learning experience. It's certainly not a necessity, but um I, I love that like if, if that's an option if there's a local game store like first is really cool to support your local game stores and second like you get to meet a lot of really cool and interesting people uh, especially on like launches of new games and stuff so if that's something that you can find available in you know your budget your time um, distance whatever it might be uh, I'd always highly recommend that uh, especially if you're diving into a new game not a not a necessity not a requirement but a really nice luxury
0: absolutely yeah 100% agreed i am i'm hoping to go to some events this year uh and yeah pick up on some of that myself so we'll see we'll see but uh thank you for indulging me in this topic today uh
1: oh this is a lot of fun i I love talking about like the different learning aspects of games we we could probably talk for even longer than this but you know probably yes uh
0: but we hope that you enjoyed this discussion as well please let us know if you did uh or if you want us to dive you know deeper into Certain aspects of this or, or things similar, let us know.
1: Absolutely. And uh, to, to wrap up the show, just again, I want to say thank you all for joining us this week. Uh, if you or someone you know would be interested in joining us, then please reach out to us. You can email us at tccgroundtable at protonmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, tccgroundtable. Use our top pinned tweet for a link to our discord or use the link in the description um our discord uh, of course you can find that that link um right there and check out our video version uh if you're not watching live or if you want to check back on it later on dragon rider's youtube channel dragon rider tccg and we are everywhere you can find audio podcasts Uh, also a big thank you to our affiliate inked gaming uh, where you can find their link in the uh, links as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Ron, where can people find you?
1: And uh, of course, you can find us individually. Um, I am on Twitter at Ron underscore HS. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Ron Mexico HS. And you can find me on Twitch at Ron Mexico HS as well. And for you, Dragon Rider, where can people find you?
0: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. That's Donnie DK, D A W N I E D K. Uh, you can find me on Twitch, YouTube, TikTok, all of that good stuff. Dragon Rider T C C G. And if you enjoy uh, the podcast as well, I also do a weekly podcast called Dr. Three, uh, where we talk about uh, standard Hearthstone and we, we often do topics like this as well. I love talking about just like the mindset aspect of, of learning and improving and, <laughs> and all of that. So, you know, we go in depth specifically into Hearthstone uh, and maybe do deck guides and card reviews and all that, but also mindset. Awesome. Thank you again, everyone, for listening this week. And we will see you at the roundtable. Take care.